Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me. What up, Ooses? What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further. Wrestle Addict Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling content. What's going on, guys? This is Willie T. My name is Mr. Fred. This is your resident smart slayer. Search for Wrestle Addict Radio on all major podcast platforms and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast and you are listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening. Come join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is Katie Ricky Rose and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Radio, 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 radio. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kings of the Rings podcast where we keep wrestling royal exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Because, you know, in life, you're always told that if you work hard, if you chip away, if you plug away, if you do your job, then your moment will come, and I am sick of waiting for my moment. Also, joining me each and every week is the founder, Willie T. Will Tereshock. Well, The Rock knows exactly why you did what you did at WrestleMania. Because Stone Cold, you know, deep down inside, in your heart, in your soul, one-on-one, face-to-face, man-to-man, you know damn well you can't beat The Rock. And finally, joining us each and every week is the Queen Bee herself, the Kate Murphy. How does it feel that you were expecting a man to come out here? What you weren't expecting was the man. It's time for someone you to step up, step in, and fill your shoes. And there's only one person for that job. And I think these people would agree with me that that person is me. Together, we cover all things wrestling in and outside of the ring in the only way that we know how. So, without further ado... The king. The king of kings. Burn it down! And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 160th episode of Kings of the Rings podcast right here on Wrestle Addict Radio. All is good in the world. Seth Rollins has won back the Universal title. Io Shirai is looking hot as hell. And of course, my boo, my baby, my future second ex-wife, Sasha Banks, has returned in all of her boss bad bitch glory. And of course, I am your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively on Wrestle Attic Radio by subscribing to Wrestle Attic Radio, where all podcasts can be found iHeartRadio, Spotify, 
iTunes, hell, even Stitcher for that matter. Um, we can also find Wrestle Addict Radio um, on social media at addict underscore wrestle on Twitter, Wrestle Addict Radio on Instagram and Facebook. And now you can subscribe to our Patreon by going to patreon.com backslash Wrestle Addict Radio for just $5 a month. You get access to all this exclusive content. So much content, I can't even tell you where to start out. Um, especially the content of the show. You get to watch the show recorded semi-live, in a, in a sense. It's hard to explain, but we're recording on Skype right now, so you would see the live broadcast of the show each and every week via our Wrestling Life Radio all-access show. You can find the Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast um, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Find me, of course, at Ambassador Biggs, um, and some people's DMs, less people's text messages, and, of course, on all different types of social media just you can't find me in canada sorry slack i didn't really fucking show up i know i know i know he's not the only one that's disappointed but hey you got to keep him wanting more but where would i be without um the rabbit to my thor because endgame just came out will terashock how are you rabbit i don't know what that means but i'm assuming it's an insult um I I am I am now looking for fucking this broken skull IPA because we were talking about it in the pre-show. You can find out all that banter on our Patreon for five dollars. Uh, but of course it's me, it's me, it's Willie Teen Ricky. God damn it, sold out in three different websites. But this other place is. Are you serious? Yeah, it's it's sold out. It's eight dollars. It's nine dollars a bottle. I think it's totally worth it. Uh, plus shipping. But this this website is also suggesting a Prairie Bomb Imperial Stout. I don't know if that is, but I'm almost interested. It's also six point seven. I think alcohol. Uh, buck per volume for the, uh, the El Segundo. Uh, I can't see. I'll find it um, afterwards. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram of Instagramification at Will Tarish at Keys and Thomas A R A S H UK. It's my fifth podcast today, so let's fucking go. Kate Murphy, how you doing? Good to have you back, baby. I'm back. It's me, the Queen Bee. Also, I'm watching 205 right now, and Gentleman Jack Geller has a bee on his trunk, so I'm really hype about that. I haven't watched 205 in like five months, so I didn't know he doesn't wear pants anymore. But in addition to finding me watching 205, you can find me on Instagram at the Kate Murphy and on Twitter at underscore the Kate Murphy. I'm glad to be back. My ovaries have healed. Daddy. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, I, we, were, we were worried for a second. It was, it was bad. It was a rough time, you know. Daddy, Roman, <laughs> Alistair. It was a lot. A lot happened. But I, yeah, you had, a, you had a lot going on this SummerSlam weekend. I, my summer has been slammed. <laughs> Love it. All right. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay, and moving on. <laughs> All right, uh, it is 6.7%, and I'm going to get on the email list because I'm going to fucking buy it as soon as I can. Nice. So the next time we all get together, we're just going to drink Broken Skulls. Dude, I don't even like IPAs, but I respect the Stone Cold I have to. Of course. I'm going to get those rules while y'all drink your IPA. Yes, and while you get slammed during summer. So while Kate Murphy is out getting slammed during summer, uh, we're going to talk about um, the, the the pregame of the biggest party of the summer. And sometimes, folks, obviously the pregame is better than the actual party. And in this case, it probably was correct. Take over Toronto to... Holy shit, that ending. That fucking ending. That fucking ending when that steel cage lowered i was literally thinking god tna 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 <laughs> it was just it looked ridiculous on paper but once a chant of thank you regal was out in the building i was like yeah thank you regal 
Thank you, Triple H. TNA done right. <laughs> it was incre absolutely incredible. Absolutely fucking incredible. The card itself is absolutely incredible. I want to talk about that Io Shirai match, but I know we have. Uh, I'm not in charge anymore. So, Ricky, what are we talking about? No, let, let, let's let's go. Let's go down the card. We'll get. I mean, I just wanted to talk about that ending real quick, but and the fact that they pretty much almost killed themselves to, to end the to end the show. I was um, I was there in my bedroom. Please don't die. Please don't die. Please don't die. <laughs> that ending made me need a cigarette and I haven't had a cigarette since December. I needed a cigarette after that match. It was perfect. Well, that's what happens when you get slammed during summer. Fuck yeah, it does. <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's go summer. through the card. Uh, it is a hot girl summer. By the way, hot girl summer is code for I'm going to be a whore all summer. That's what hot girl That's summer what is. Hot girl summer if means? anybody was wondering, oh yeah, that, I, I, I don't, I don't know that for a fact. Oh, it's a fact. I know that for a it's fact. It's a fact. Yeah, <laughs> hot girl summer is just code for being a whore. All right. God bless them. <laughs> God bless them. <laughs> I mean, I just. Mm -mm. You do you, girl. <laughs> Yeah, you do you. Yeah, you do that hot girl summer. And while you're doing you, might as well be doing me too. Oh! <laughs> Chilling my inner dice right now. <laughs> Hickory dickory dark hot girl summers on the clock. Oh! <laughs> I did though. I did have a hot, I had a hot Kate summer decision at my show on Saturday. I have my tentative band's name. Hot Kate Summer is a tentative band? No, but that's oh. a great name too. Oh, I had um, a, I had a great band name too, but please, Kate Murphy, love of my life. I want to hear yours first. Glitter.jpg. Glitter.jpg. Yep. Uh, you know what that reminds me of? What? You ever see the you ever see the um the really horrible movie uh, Miss March? I remember Miss March. I feel like I've seen it like drunk. It's yeah, probably. It's just really weird. And there's this uh there's this guy who becomes like the biggest rapper in the world and he names himself horse dig horse dick Hey 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 Kate, would your would your hit so would, you, would your first hit single be the Sparkle Splash? Oh <laughs> Well the reason this happened was because I was wearing my I wore my glitter fanny pack and my glitter vans to the show. You love fanny packs. I yeah, I love that fanny pack. You and Anthony Green fanny pack movement. Hey man, mm -hmm. it's coming back. But you can catch my brand new pop punk modern modern band, also called Nana Sponge Bath. <laughs> Nana Sponge Nana Bath. Sponge Bath. That's my new band name. Banana Sponge Bath. <laughs> no, Nana's. No, Nana. Like you like like oh, you like Nana, your grandmother. Like your Nana. Yeah, Nana Sponge Bath. Oh. <laughs> 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 so weird. It's a great name for a band, why dude. Sponge bathing a banana. <laughs> Touring now, Nana Sponge Bath. <laughs> Nana Sponge Bath. Oh my god, that's like one of my friend's bands. He was in. They called it Kirk Fox African Experience. And <laughs> and if anybody knows anything, Kirk Fogg is the is was the former host of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh that my, was my god, favorite that's show. amazing. <laughs> Oh, last thing on band names before we get back to wrestling. I was I told Nash for my new band name, and he goes, "Nah, dude, you got name. You gotta have your band name. Just be Free Beer." Free beer. Yeah. Free so beer. like, so free like hat. when you like when you playing at a bar, it just says Free Beer on the poster. Oh, <laughs> nice. Playing tonight, Free Beer. Nice. <laughs> Guaranteed free beer, to get a, a crowd. That's, that's a great one. 
<laughs> That's good. All right, so let's let's go back to Takeover and the awesomeness that was Takeover uh, Toronto. It's one of the first times in a long time that Takeover actually had two women's matches. I think the last time they had two women's matches was the debut of Ember Moon at Takeover Brooklyn Two, when Ember Moon destroyed Billy Kay in that squash. Ugh, the, really quick. That O face. I still got that O face. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that O face. The first time we saw the O face. Um, but yeah, this this one they actually had a great storyline with it. You had Io Shirai turning bad, Candice LeRae being like the cookie cutter good girl. Pretty much like here it is. Candice LeRae is the girl you bring home the mom. Io Shirai is the girl you never tell your mother about. Oh, it's the girl you talk about with dad though all the time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or or creepy Uncle Bobby, one or the other. Exactly. Eo Shirai is who Billy Eilish wrote Bad Guy about. Yeah. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's up. honestly it's the music. It's it's the fucking music. The best part of Eo Shirai is her new music because it's so perfect. It fits her so well, and she is just a whole new character and it's 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 literally going to define the rest of her career she's playing this character for the rest of her career because it's fucking amazing it's so much better than the happy-go-lucky person with the freaking tiger mask yeah she's so comfortable in this role and she's owning it and her and candace like it's the match started off slow but by the end i was on the edge of my seat and it was i would say it stole a show but it, it couldn't. It didn't. It, it, it did the best it could, but it was impossible. But still, an excellent match that blew out my expectations. 100%. Four stars. One of the best women's matches of the year, for sure. And the first time we ever actually got to see Candace actually wrestle. Candace has been signed for almost, what, a year, year and a half now? And we've never really seen her do anything. Even on, you know, any, even on TakeOver TV, she was jobbing out a couple of times, like Bianca Belair and some people that they highlighted before Candace. And we actually finally got to see the fact that Candace can go and that she was signed for a reason. She's more than just Johnny Gargano's wife. Which, thank God, she finally got to highlight her skills. Um, also, before EO and Candice, we had the Street Profits surprisingly retaining against the Undisputed Era. Hey, speak for yourself, man. Willie T was not surprised at all. I was very surprised. I was so surprised. If I could bet on NXT, I would have put $100 on the Street Profits, but I couldn't. <laughs> the Street Profits, I mean, they're in, they're an amazing tag. They're a tag team, Vince dreams of besides the fact that they're black um yeah, they're massive say, individuals. I say, hold your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> they're massive individuals that are that are crazy athletic and are entertaining when you when they need to be like their segments on raw are hysterical dude even the rocks like damn i could learn a thing or two from your promos boy <laughs> even the props like yo uh, smooth <laughs> here's my yeah, eyebrow can we just <laughs> The Street Profits hangover joke on Raw last night was fucking killing me. Oh, yeah. The first segment. When Dawkins couldn't stay awake. They're like, we need electrolytes. We need Pedialyte. <laughs> I just love when the Street Profits, I mean, they won. They put on a great match, you know, with the Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era looked good. Um, unfortunately, the prophecy of the Undisputed Era having all the gold was not going to happen, and that got killed really quickly because the Street Profits won the first match. Um, but my favorite thing the Street Profits did this weekend was their promo with Ric Flair. Oh my god, I forgot about that. That was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. <laughs> then this roaring at each other. 
<laughs> I feel like Mick Flair wasn't even supposed to be in that segment. He stumbled in by mistake. He was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, like Montez Ford's reaction was just like he met his hero and just decided to mark out really quickly. Mm-hmm. That awesome. would have been my reaction as well, honestly. I, w- I would have bought Cricket Wireless if that's what they were promoting. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I work for a different phone provider. You can't say that to me. Yeah, well, until you until your phone provider starts sponsoring this show, we can say whatever we want. I have Verizon, by the way. Yeah, oh. me too. <laughs> Supreme Network. <laughs> yeah, so moving on, and then we had what was in the show stealer position and pretty much did its job for all intents and purposes, the triple threat. North American title match, the Mountie, aka the Velveteen Dream, versus um versus Roddy Strong versus Pete Dunne. The creativity in this match is something I haven't seen in many um in many triple threat matches. They really did went above and beyond to do spots that I don't think most people have ever seen before. Well, that and most triple threat matches, you know, you have one guy on the outside, it's just kind of two guys working the ring, they kind of switch in and out. These guys were all over each other. All three. All the time. Everyone was in the ring consistently. They're all doing moves on each other. And they just beat the shit out of each other. This was a very unique and special triple threat match. One, I, I can't, compared to another one. This was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Roddy running the ropes and just bashing them with forearms was hysterical. Kate is over there, like, holding her heart, just ready to mark out to someone. I'm trying to figure out who it is. Pete Dunn, obviously. Pete Dunn. It's it's obviously Peter Dunn. I Um, love Peter. He's a daddy. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I... all these girls love Pete Dunne, and I still, like, I don't get it. He has just this... Oh, Dude, it's it's the it's the beard. It's the beard. <laughs> Do you want me to go off about is, Pete Dunne for a half is it, is it the half hair, like, beard thing? What's going on? Like, explain the beard to me is, the... I'm in love with the beard. I'm in love with the hair. But it's that's not what it is. He just, he has this, just, like, this magnetism. Like, I just... Fuck. <laughs> All right, if so I, no so one can rem- explain the Pete Dunne lore. No, I can, but like I can't. Okay. Th- like he just like exudes this like sexiness and this like aggression that's just like really attractive. So he's animalistic. Yes. Like I feel like he would be a very, very, very satisfactory lover. Well, he already has a child. So. I know that. <laughs> But, like, a person can dream. Well, Will, word of advice, don't shave for, like, three weeks, and you'll look like Pete Dunne. Hey, man, I, 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 like, I like how my beard is right now. I, I like my facial hair right now. Kate Murphy, how's my facial hair? Huh? Give it a look. Your facial hair actually is, is looking g- good. Are you, you should grow the whole thing. Well, I, I did grow the whole thing, but I kind of, like, I, I can't really grow a full, full beard. But I like, I like to fade on the sides, and I kind of like to go T-action. I think you should... I think you should grow, like, you should, like, have it more faded up and then, like, longer. Like, grow this out a bit more. All right, can we stop giving him facial advice? Um, (laughs) Even though I actually got, like, a facial on on Sunday before SummerSlam, and it was fucking fantastic. Um, So I'm not the only one who Summer got slammed this weekend. 
No, 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 not no, no, an actual like, cosmetic <laughs> oh! facial damage. <laughs> okay, not not the facial you're talking about, Kate. <laughs> okay, I had Jesus. to, I had to, I had to. I'm when sorry. Ricky goes to the bar, it gets racial because Ricky left the bar getting a facial. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're Andrew Dice Clay for Halloween. Absolutely, Dude, Andrew Dice Clay. I love Dice. You an oversized suit. I fucking love Dice. <laughs> hey, go away, duck. <laughs> Get in the back and suck my cock. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> My that, should was, your, my, that should be your my roommates really must be like, what the fuck? I see like a, like a, a big <laughs> leather coat, indoor sunglasses, and this wedding limericks. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so Velveteen Dream won um, because he's a sneaky bastard. And probably, at this point, the greatest North American champion of all time um, in its short existence. <clears throat> he's had the most title defenses. Um, but moving along, we had the women's title match. Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim. And again, another match that was like the first women's title match, very slow to develop. But when it got going, it got going and you wanted to see more and then it just ended. It just ended, but it ended in a creative way because they did a lot more storytelling. This is probably the most storytelling match besides Gargano and Cole because Mia worked the arm so much to the point that Shayna could not put in the... Couldn't could not put in her finisher, and she had to go to a creative way to beat her with like a, a leg scissors to choke out Mia Yim, and I thought it was nice, clever ending for sure. But I I didn't like the match. I was it's it, it was a little different. Like Mia Yim was playing her characters like that that street that hood rat who says I'm just gonna beat you up, um, which was good. I thought Mia Yim looked good, but like Shayna Baszler just she can't carry a match i think which is her biggest problem she like she can't have a five star match um but um, you know but go ahead it was just it was just it wasn't that good to me it was a, it was a low point granted you know a car like this is going to have a low and unfortunately this was it but i did like the ending it was you know she couldn't do the arm so she got it with her legs. The ending, the finish saved the match for me. I think like Paul Heyman was like, use your legs. <laughs> <laughs> but Shayna Baszler is constantly the low on the NXT cards. I don't know. I don't understand the hype on her. I don't understand why she still has a title. It's because her character is fucking outstanding. Her promos are so good. And there's no one, there's no one ready to take her belt off her. This is no one ready. That's the, that's the unfortunate part. They haven't, there's no one built up. Like, you could have had Bianca Belair, but then they, they cooled off on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what's but going on with me and you. These are all, like, B- Bianca, I felt, was deserving of taking the title. And I feel that Mia Yim a thousand percent is deserving. But I'm wondering, do you think Dakota Kai is going to fucking come in out of nowhere? That would be interesting, but Dakota Kai hasn't even been seen on NXT UK. That's what I'm saying. Isn't she, she hurt? Yeah, she's still hurt. Shoulder or something. She, I, I think so. I mean, Ruby Wright's out with her shoulders well, but Ruby Wright's on the main roster. Tegan Knox is also still out with her ACL um, and everything. So there's a lot of injured women wrestlers uh, as well that probably deserve a shot. I mean, Dakota Kai would be poetic justice, but I don't see Dakota Kai carrying 
No. The she's NXT like Women's tra- Championship. She's like a transitional champion. Exactly. I just don't, I really just don't see it. I just can't see the future of the women's division right now. It's hard. It is a little hard, but I think something's going to come along. Like it always does in NXT. They always have an ace in the hole somewhere. And who knows where it's going to come from. But what we do know for sure, that on the men's side of things, the future is theory. Because evolved champion Austin Theory was shown in the crowd. The first ever, I think, at the time, reigning evolved champion to be shown on an NXT takeover, which took everybody by surprise even the crowd even the live crowd by surprise so much but they didn't even know who he was yeah they had <laughs> no idea not a goddamn clue now it's like oh it's so ups- it's like it's such a shame but for the people who knew oh it was the greatest thing ever it was honestly one of the highlights oh, of the night twitter twitter exploded and he looked good i know i did he looked good twitter beautiful man twitter absolutely exploded and once I saw him on the TV in the crowd at TakeOver, I, I said, they got him. There's mm-hmm. no way in hell he's going anywhere else. Give him a few he more was, months. Yeah, he was. Um, he did a backstage promo for WWE.com. Um, Evolve came out in their weekly newsletter saying pretty much that as long as Austin Theory is champion... He will be a member of Evolve. Well, J.D. Drake, get ready for that belt, boy. <laughs> so whenever, pretty much what that, that's code for, whenever Triple H says, bring up, give us Austin Theory, is when Austin Theory's dropping. Mm. Good. Good. That makes me very happy. I don't want to see him in AEW. I think he'd get lost in the shuffle. I think NXT and Triple H is going to treat him right. 100%. Think about that potential roster. If Theory gets called over in the next year. All right. Imagine, imagine this. the remains relatively the same. Imagine this. Matt Riddle is eventually winning that NXT belt. That's just, that's just, a, that's just point, a fact. Sure. His first guy is Austin Theory as a vicious heel. Fuck yes. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, but think, think of that roster as a whole right now. You have, you can have Riddle. If, if everything remains the same and people don't get called up, you know, you got Riddle. Mm-hmm. You have the Street Profits if they remain. You got Keith Lee. You know, running the tag team. You got Keith Lee. Damian Priest is come climbing up that ladder. Yes, Punishment Martinez, formerly known as. Um, Velveteen Dream. Pete Dunn. Have fucking fun, kids. Austin Theory just works because there's enough faces for him to work with. There's enough people to elevate him. Um there's, there's, just, there's room for him right now. Yeah. In, in the next coming months, there's room for him, which is weird because this, this, the roster is so stacked. But the best thing about NXT is that it's a one-hour show, and not everyone is on every week, and none of their talent, not one, is overexposed. That's WWE's main problem, the main roster's main problem, is that all their talent is overexposed, and AEW is going to learn that lesson real quick. Yeah. I think Theory, and Theory's a heat magnet. Like, he can just, he just knows how to grab heat yep. from a crowd. He looks like a dick, dude. Really he looks like a fucking asshole. <laughs> he, 
he looks he looks like what you want to be and that's why you hate him yeah dude i wish i was austin theory <laughs> exactly gorgeous he's Although, gorgeous the jawline dude oh i love him it's outstanding it's him. fucking outstanding God, I hate him. It's, he's twenty. He's twenty three. I know it's he's younger than me. That's why I hate him. He's fucking younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely twenty three. Huh. And I think if WWE plays their cards right, Austin Theory is going to sign com- officially with WWE either before or in the early stages of the Fox deal. If they were smart. Because I think that I think that's the guy you build off of, as as well as Dream and Pete Dunn. He mm-hmm. reminds me and kind of has the look and like kind of like the swagger of Randy Orton. <laughs> yes, but a better talker. Yes, hundred percent. But it just hundred percent a better oof. talker. Gorgeous. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I was. Just, I'm just. I'm just so happy he showed up because he's. That just means he's one step closer to to NXT, and that's the place where he needs to be like triple h must be salivating over like getting this guy him and him and steph talk about him that pillow talk it's like oh my god i want to talk about austin theory <laughs> <laughs> steph's like chips chips steph's like paul again <laughs> like enough <laughs> i'm going to bed <laughs> yeah yeah austin theory will be is confirmed to be at evolve um in queens ne- uh next month september 21st which uh, a lot of your members of wrestling radio are hoping to be in attendance as well but moving forward before we finish our takeover stuff we have to talk about this main event <laughs> this is legitimately the culmination of one of the of one of the best if not the best three match rivalry in the history of wrestling. Of Not WWE. I hope they do. The history mm-hmm. of wrestling. I'm putting this on top of... The, I'm putting like this on par with um, Omega Okada. No, oh, definitely. Fuck Omega Okada. But I, what I was thinking while watching this match... I don't even want to talk about Omega Okada. That's, Dave can talk about it. Um, I, was, <laughs> really I, was, I was thinking... All right, this is better than Ciampa Gargano. What a job. Um... Only because, okay. only because, this isn't this is not the fault of Trumpa or Gargano. This is only because Trumpa got hurt and they couldn't finish their story. Correct, yeah, like, like the right way, and it got dragged out for over a year. But this, mm-hmm. yes, they got to got to go into completion, the full circle, and <laughs> three for three. I didn't. I don't know how they're gonna pull off two two out of three falls again. And God damn it, they did. The storytelling in this match, like the Gargano grabbing the chair is like, well, fuck it. <laughs> Boom. Disqualification. Who cares? Um, beat his ass. I've noticed that too. You know, Gargano got most of the offense, I think, in this match. And Cole kind of just snuck, snuck out the back with it. Snuck out the back. And they almost missed that last table. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, they almost missed that last table. That was very scary. <laughs> That was very, very scary. I mean, uh, you also have Gargano coming out as Wolverine, which is amazing. <laughs> oh, the Wolverine one. My favorite, my favorite was his Iron Man from Takeover New York. The Takeover New York Iron Man was really dope. These guys went for almost an hour. It was, really, it was like an hour, right? Yeah, the whole the whole two out of three falls was like almost an hour. And also, props to Mauro Ranallo, man. He <laughs> he was just 
he was on top of his game, man. I, I one of these days I'm just gonna write down all the crazy shit he says and all the metaphors and similes he makes. I'm like, Morrow, he's so good. He's at this point. I'm like, dude, you're the best of all time of any sport, he is. anything. He's like. JR is just like, well, damn. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Marinalo is absolutely unreal. He, and what I noticed as I was live tweeting during TakeOver, he likes and retweets in between segments. Like, he he retweeted one of, them, one of the things I tweeted at him, which is unreal to, like, have that sort of, like, you 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 stop doing what you're doing to check your fucking phone and look at all the shit that people are saying about you and then go back to doing your job in the middle of a live show. Yeah, there's there's a few announcers like I look up to as like idols in my career. Um Morrow's on that list. There's like four or five and Morrow's right there with Joe Rogan. All right, he's up there. <laughs> Top two. <laughs> yeah, but this match, I mean the what what made this match last so long was that they actually for the first time in a long time, they did three different matches. Mm-hmm. That's what made the two out of three falls so like noteworthy because it was legitimately three different matches in one, uh, and everything was paced completely different. I want who's the agent in NXT? Like, who are the agents planning out these matches? That's what I want to know more than anything. I. I don't know. I know Gabe Sapolsky of Evolve has a hand in the development of takeovers. But I don't know if he's an actual match agent. I'm not sure who the agents are for Evolve. Um, Not Evolve, sorry. For for NXT. Or the takeover specifically. So it's like, maybe Sean, because he's one of the greatest in ring of all time, but... You know, Sean back in the I day. I think Sean's just a trainer. I, at that's this what point. I think. I also think Sean's just a trainer. Back in the day, Sean had, Sean had a Pat Patterson, who is who is known in the business as the best agent ever. Like he is the best at making finishes. Him and like Dusty, um, are just yeah, two of the best agents ever. Nine. So I don't know, but whoever it is, goddamn, he is the hero of NXT. I love takeovers. I or hate she. reviews. My God, yeah, whoever they are, they are just. It's like. Every NXT is so unique, but it's so everyone is so memorable. Agreed. Mm-hmm. In in its in its own way. This is the twenty sixth takeover. And the and they're twenty six just... for twenty six. Yeah. It's no <laughs> fuck it. They're twenty seven for twenty six. <laughs> the next one's gonna be good too. <laughs> the next one we're gonna be at. I mean, that's what I mean. War games, baby. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Oh my god. Oh, yes. shit. Uh, 13 hour drive, though. It's gonna suck. I'm so excited. <laughs> playlist playlist is being made as we speak. Yes. Well, you have to go to Tennessee. Um, so. Anywho, let's let's wrap this up. I mean, we can talk about Gargano and Cole the whole night. That cage, the third the third bout, fantastic. Barbed wire on top of the steel cage needs to be around all the time. <laughs> you know, um, I'm happy those guys didn't die, which is also a, a positive. Um, thank God for that second table. But what are we crowning this takeover? I knew uh, you Kate Murphy, named please. after Take fucking a, you, you go first, because I'm expecting like a, at least a eight. Uh... Which is a 10 right. for everyone else. Oh, wow. It's cute. I like I'm going to give it a 9 as well. I think there's a little it bit of a... It is cute. I'm just... A little bit of a lull in the women's match. It's still a good no, match she, overall, she but really? it's a little bit of a lull. So I'm going from a 9.5 to a 9. You know, I went into the main event leaning towards like a 7.5, 8. 
because that women that last women's match just kind of just took me out of it. Land, and um, I've seen better takeovers, but that main event, seriously, it almost because I almost thought of giving it a ten, but I'm gonna go to the middle ground and give it a nine. I'm giving it a nine. It was flawless, almost flawless. Yeah, that almost, and almost that and the uh, the uh, the finish of that second women's can, match can made up this, for right? it. So I'm giving it a nine. Cool. Yeah. So almost flawless takeover, a fantastic, fantastic way to start the weekend. But of course, the weekend wasn't over because we had the biggest party of the summer, SummerSlam, the next night. And when we come back from this very brief commercial break, we'll talk about the highs and the lows from that SummerSlam and everything that happened there on after, including my boo returning. Welcome back, Sasha. The boo and blue. (laughs) Yeah, my boo and blue. Yes. I'm watching two and five. Nailed it. Nailed it. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yeah. Oh, suck it up. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back, folks. What's going on, everybody? Do you remember the Monday Night Wars? You know, the (laughs) quote unquote greatest time in wrestling. Well, was it? Because this is Wrestle Wars, and in Wrestle Wars, we go and or I go, Willie T, T Thomas, A R A S H U K, goes down and breaks down week by week, month by month, pay per view by pay per view, every year of the fabled Monday Night War. I was right, WWF versus WCW with the sprinkled in. ECW starting in January of 1996 all the way up to March of 2001 you will get a month by month breakdown of who won the Monday Night Wars what you can expect from this show monthly scoring system you get the mid card undercard and main event so who was actually going to win the Monday Night Wars you have to listen and find out on our $5 Patreon page it's only $5 guys you can watch along with me Willie T and enjoy the chaos that is the Monday Night Wars on Wrestle Wars. What up, Ooses? This is DFDC mm-hmm. Jeff Pomontrio of Not Your Mama Soap Opera, and you're listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Kings of the Rings podcast live exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio and on video for our Patreon members, Jermaine and Hashtag Wade Care. So shout out to those guys. Um, but let's let's get back into it with the biggest party of the summer, hailing from the north in Toronto in the six, the land of Drake, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, but it happened. It was a thing. And it was Still a rather good show. Let's talk about the high points and the low points from the biggest party of the summer match placement. To me, was uh was interesting. It started out with Becky Lynch versus Natty in a submission match. The match placement kind was of a hot very and cold way to start out. It was wonky. The match placement was very weird. Remember, I joked that that was going to happen. Yeah. And then it happened. Why are my <laughs> weird jokes coming true? As long as the bear joke doesn't come true, that's all that matters. So a bear walks into McDonald's. <laughs> We're not repeating the bear joke on during this show right now. Okay. I just want Beglin to come jokes. out on the in the uh, raw next week and be like, "Hey guys, this banana bit at work." Fuck yeah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Vince McMahon's got um, me dead because in the back there's banana bread. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, match placement was weird. You went from Natty and Becky, who they put on a really good match. You know, it wasn't anything spectacular, but they put on a really good match. Then you went to Goldberg and Dolph. <laughs> 
which was really fucking funny. I was cool. Wasn't I texting you during that match? Yeah, me me and Kate Murphy are going back and forth. Um... Because she was texting me Oscar. The two-second match that it was. She was texting me Oscar bait, and I was like, I fucking hate Dolph Ziggler, and she got all mad. We had a little bit of a fight. (laughs) (laughs) But more importantly, Goldberg got his pyro back. We we saw the return of pyro during a big four, which brings me a lot of hope for Survivor Series. Yay, pyro. It's so (laughs) loud and hot. Y'all are going to have fun. Yeah, but Goldberg beat Dolph in like what with four moves. Yeah, um, there were four moves that match. You know, Michael Cole called the jackhammer a jackknife. He did call the jackhammer a jackknife. That's funny, but who cares? It's fucking Goldberg. It was. Um, I I I hated it until he came back to second and third time. <laughs> When Dolph, when Dolph wouldn't show yeah, up. Uh, oh, I loved it. It was, he was just getting more annoying. Like, I, I wanted to hate it, but I had to step back and be like, Will, it's wrestling. It's fine. It's okay. Relax. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, the crowd loved it. It was fun. It was fun. It was fine. It was, it was nothing. There was nothing physically wrong with it. I just hate both of them. No. Goldberg, I mean, if Undertaker's allowed to have his match, have his, like, have his comeback after that shit match in Saudi, in Extreme Rules, give Goldberg his shot, and he did. Which is good. Good for fucking him. He'll be back. Yeah, he he'll, be, he'll, he'll be back for more matches. Oh, absolutely. Goldberg loves money. He's yeah. <laughs> got gold in his name. Hello. <laughs> um, you had what was interesting about this SummerSlam was that, and even the weekend in general, there was only one title that changed hands. Everything else remained the same. Mm, we're not all the belts, and not that many belts <laughs> were defended. No, there were a good amount of belts that were defended. You had, um. All the NXT championships are on the line. Oh, you mean the whole weekend? The whole weekend, oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. No, in that case, no, you're right. NXT the whole weekend. Change. The women's titles did not change. Ember Moon and Bailey put on an okay match. Um, the U.S. title match, Ricochet coming out as Nightwing. That was cool. It was weird. It was pretty cool. <laughs> it was fucking weird. <laughs> that match, weird. <laughs> I was disappointed by that match because I had like such high expectations and they just, again, placement... And this didn't really deliver. Like him stepping over the club was really fucking cool um, mm-hmm. and innovative. But other than that, it was just like, yeah, okay, he won. You know, I mean, it's more so to elevate the club and this elevate Ricochet at this moment. Ricochet is going to have his moment, um, you know, in the down the road. And I think there is going to be a tournament coming up Ooh. in which he will probably shine. Ooh. Um so you had you had those matches, uh, but oh my god, know, one of the biggest highlights and one of the biggest talking points this entire weekend was the debut of the fiend. Wait, 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 wait ex- before we get there, I have a, I do have a quick question though. <laughs> Can WWE yeah. legally use King Ricochet? No, he's not winning. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Can they? Because it's his name. His real name's not Ricochet, though. Does he own, that's, he owns the rights to King Ricochet, well, no, too. His real, his, his real name's Trevor. Yeah. Um, but I, he might own the rights to King Ricochet. Yeah, hopefully he does. <laughs> if he does, he must be like, fuck, I can't win. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, The Fiend, yeah, really cool. What an excellent debut. Not for the in-ring stuff, because that's pretty much Bray Wyatt in the ring, but the way they, <laughs> but cinem- like like cinematography-wise, it was shot perfectly. Oh, his new entrance music. That lantern? The lantern of Bray's head. I yeah. want it. 
<laughs> I'm looking in Kate's oh, eyes and she wants it. Head. I know that look. <laughs> yeah, she wants to get summer slammed by the lantern. Ooh. 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 Ayo. I can't. I don't know what rhymes with Phantom, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ayo. 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 Yeah, I mean, everything about that was great. His, I mean, once people realized that it was just a rock version of Bray's original theme, they were like, oh, Fireflies are still available. <laughs> and, all the, and all the phones came back out again. Awesome. It was awesome. But it was so good. Mandible Claw, Finn was in white, which got a lot of people very, very happy. Hi. Kate included. Hi. <laughs> And you know he he Finn took the mandible claw. Finn's going to be away for a while, and don't be surprised if Finn returns and becomes a member of the OC. I can't wait because hmm. they tease it on the pre-show. And he does need it. Fuck was that? He does need a good heel run. For yes, sure. he really. He definitely. He definitely he does. Really I needs was a heel run. The first, I was watching the first Bullet Club hormone this morning actually. And I'm just like, sh- yeah, it got it got brought up in my other group chat. And I'm like, fuck, I need this. Like WWE needs that. <laughs> the original <laughs> rock and roller. We need it. Rock and roller fan. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens when he returns from his time off or whatever the fuck uh, that he that he decides he wants to do with his life. Um, but now we're going to get to the, the end of SummerSlam. Obviously, oh, we we had Trish Stratus and and Charlotte Flair. Which was a great match. Yeah. Fucking awesome match. Yeah. It was good for like eh? Eh? I won I won thirty why? I won thirty five bucks. It was fine. Oh that's why, because you didn't win as much as you wanted to. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I couldn't put like well, the odds the odds weren't that great and I couldn't put more money on it, so it was meh. Whatever. Again, um, okay, okay. Here's, here's my overall thoughts of SummerSlam. There was nothing wrong with it. That's like my thought for most of the matches. Ricochet AJ match, nothing wrong with it. Um, this match, nothing wrong with it. Um, the Becky Sharp Becky Lynch match, nothing wrong with it. But nothing really outstanding about it either. This whole card was there was very it met expectations and very few things kind of blew up blew away expectations. Same with Dolphin Goldberg. Nothing wrong with it. That main event though, fuck yeah. But Trish Trish back to Trish and Charlotte. Um Dream for a dream match, yeah, it was good. I can't, I can't say Trish there's, can still go. yeah, I can't say there's anything bad about it. Good send off for Trish, you know, her going on the the ropes and her saying her goodbye, the bow at the ends. It was, it was an, it was a nice moment for the fans, nice moment for the crowd. So I can't knock it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's <laughs> the right way for Trish to go out. Yeah, finally. Yep. Finally, the right way for Trish to go out. Um, speaking of surprise returns, we didn't even mention Edge showed up on the pre-show and pulled off a spear. Yeah, I got points for that. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking awesome. But the fact that Edge had, you know, career-ending neck surgery and then just speared somebody years later means that there is some sort of hope for Edge. Nah, he can just he can just use his shoulder. I mean, but yeah, but that's still really close to your neck. Like he fucks that up once, and then you know. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I don't want to see Edge back personally. I mean, I love Edge. I'm definitely an Edge head. Um, but for his sake, I don't want to see him come back. I mean, sure, but it was still it was still a pleasant moment to see because he hit, like he hasn't hit a spear since WrestleMania 27. Wow! Wow! 
28 actually was it 20 20 it was 27 actually no um, it was 27 or 28 the one with del rio i think it was 28 because i, wa- 28 I watched that match i didn't i didn't buy 27 i did buy 28 so i think it was 28 it was 28 yeah that was the one in atlanta georgia his last match against the real so i mean it's still a big thing to, to see him pull that off it was also great to see elias totally bash the uh, city of toronto oh, it's so great seeing edge with <laughs> long hair again <laughs> that too did you see did you see beth phoenix's instagram post the, the, like the day after of no. edge's face right doing the spear and the caption is like her like quotes and it's like honey i made um what did you say um Maple leaf shaped pancakes, and Ooh. and there she playing some Canadian so like ninety song. <laughs> Aladdin's more set. Radiohead. Some Celine. I want to find it. What is it? The Beth Phoenix. Some original. Some forty one. Ooh. Look, this uh, message to your at, father. Uh, <laughs> All truths have been left alone. <laughs> I made maple leaf shaped pancakes and tragically hip just came on the radio. Wow. I want pancakes. Me too. Right? Now I just want maple stuff. I just want bread and sugar. (laughs) 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 Oh, Uh, man. But yeah, let's get to that main event real quick. Okay, that main event. God damn, like... I did. I, I was very surprised. I did not expect a Brock Lesnar match to go that long, um, and wow, wow, Susan, my I trousers. Another match I want to watch again. I'm just surprised because they made Seth Rollins look like such a bitch leading up to this match. They did, but he got his momentum back. Like this, this, this puts his previous title run to bed. Like it's 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 a good reset button for him. Like he's back. I just don't like it because like we're wasting like we're wasting this back and forth with Seth and and Brock. Like we saw it already. Like there was supposed to be an ender at WrestleMania, and then we just reset it and did it again. Well, because they they needed something to build us. Like I honestly, before I put the money on it, I did think about it um, because I think Brock is going to end up at Fox on. He's going to end up on SmackDown. Um, sure. For that Fox deal, you know, I was just like, well, he can't come as Universal Champion. So, like, him winning the briefcase yeah. and his Seth storyline, it was literally the story continuing from WrestleMania and is continuing the story, and this was the final chapter. So, if that's the case, I was just like, yeah, I think it, it doesn't, it also, it doesn't hurt Brock that he lost at all. Like, he can come back at Fox and he's still going to get that Brock pop. Um, this only, not getting a rematch, This too. only helps Seth. Like, Seth was having a shitty title run, so take the belt off him and build him back up. And that's exactly what they did. By beating him down. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well. It's kind of an ass, it's kind of an ass backwards way of doing it, but... Hey, man, Phoenixes rise from their ashes. <laughs> You're right. That's true, but Seth is far from a Phoenix. <laughs> Burn it down. Oh, God. So yeah, he's an architect. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. I hate burning down. I don't like stuff right now either. He's too cookie cutter. Like I would have loved for him to turn heel on the crowd. I would have loved for him to been to have been like, you know what? <laughs> I did this and I did this all by myself because none of you guys helped me out. Or something like that. 
I liked him better when he was quoting a day to remember on Twitter. <laughs> you, know what, you know what the problem with Seth is? He's he's hmm. he's trying to be Roman Reigns. Yeah. But and meanwhile, work. Roman Reigns is being Roman Reigns, and that's working perfectly. Yeah, and meanwhile, Roman Reigns has finally finding his own now one thing about woman reigns i am sick of seeing that goddamn car like the car collision because neither car was damaged oh my god and i don't know if you've ever seen a car collision <laughs> but it's very easy to total cars like that and neither of them I've were damaged in, i've been in car collisions like that i was like wait a minute how can i get cars like this <laughs> like that, that <laughs> car was going fast and neither car had a fucking scratch dent nothing yeah how they do was, that it was bad it was bad, but that was SummerSlam for you. Uh, Seth is the only one who to win a title. Um, everybody else retained. A lot of storylines continued on throughout Raw and SmackDown. But before we get to Raw and SmackDown for the week, what are our thoughts on this card? What are we crowning this? We didn't talk about Kofi Randy. No decision. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. It was a. It was a. It was a stall tactic. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it was bullshit. That, that 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 actually is the one disappointing part of SummerSlam. Yeah, remember I said last week. Remember I said last week you can't. Do the whole 360 story and stop at like 645. They stopped at 645. They stopped at 655, those fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, what a low, that was such a low point. I was like, oh, it's annoying. Yeah, it was bad. Just means we get it again at, at Clash of Champions, which is fine. And Randy's going to win there. He j- well, did you see what they're advertising for um, Smash on MSG? Uh, tr- triple threat for the championship between Kofi, Randall, and Dolph. How? Yeah, what, what does Dolph do to deserve a title shot? Did he, did he finally How? complain enough? Just like, all right, you guys can go in there, take four RKOs, and get the fuck out of there. I don't know. Right, That's cr- what the, according to the commercial for uh, Raw and SmackDown MSG, the main oh, and the main attraction for Raw is just as bad. Do you want to guess what it is? Um, no, I don't actually. Love of my life. Do you want to guess what the main event for Raw I'm MSG is supposed thinking to be? Thinking probably Roman versus Rowan. Nope. Was I close? No. The main event for uh Monday Night Raw at MSG, Seth Rollins. Versus Baron Corbin. Mm, Baron. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. New York's favorite son. That's adorable. <laughs> favorite son. The main event for SmackDown is supposed to be triple threat between Randall, Kofi, and Dolph for the championship. And then in the middle of the commercial, they go, also feature will be Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, and Bailey. Nice. Yeah. Card so. subject to change, thank the Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank the Lord. But what are we crowding with SummerSlam? I'm going to call it right now. It wasn't as good as TakeOver. I'm going to no. give it an eight. Seven and a half. I'm going to give it a seven. All right. You know why? Because seven. Cool. Like, okay. So, like, the, the, one of the, this, is some, this is something like a, a little tactic I learned like not too long ago. Um, if you want a decisive answer, Tell someone to rank it from one to ten, but they can't use seven. Because like a six is like, okay, it's bad. But an eight's like, okay, it's good. Seven's just like, well, fuck you, I don't feel like giving you an answer. <laughs> or seven's just like what I said earlier. There was nothing wrong with it. 
You're right. Yeah. There wasn't anything wrong with it, but let's move on to Raw and SmackDown after SummerSlam when, you know, the always the after a big four pay-per-views always have some sort of surprise, some sort of trick up their sleeve, whether it's a return, a debut, a shocking moment, a ridiculous title change for no apparent fucking reason. Um, something like that always happens. It's not going to be as big as, you know, the after Mania uh, Raws and Smackdowns, but still, they are still pretty noteworthy events. Or, and or, you, get, the, or, you, get a, or you get a dream match turned into a tag match with a bar. Which happens all the time. <laughs> Which happens all the time. They just ruin everybody's moment. Um, however, uh, we did get a pretty shocking return and a very um, a very long-awaited return, if you ask me, because my boo and blue, Sasha Banks, came back and ruined Natty's moments. Natty came out with a sling talking about it's been a year since her father, Jim Anvil Neidhart, died. Um, she looks like she's about to, you know, do fake crocodile tears. And then Sasha's music hits out of nowhere. And the crowd goes nuts. Sasha comes out in a in a pink wig, you know, in her wrestling gear. Um, she gives Natty a giant hug. It, you know, kind of giving like that condolences moment, and then all of a sudden she just beats the shit out of her, <laughs> and then rips off her own wig to reveal yet another wig. <laughs> <laughs> she snatches her. She snatches her own wig, which is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Okay, I, I loved the blue, but honestly, if you're gonna go full heel, take the wig off, and she's bald. Could you? <laughs> That would have been amazing, though. Dude, she shaved her head. Yeah, like, or she has, like, that really, really short hair. It's like whatever her natural hair is. Dude, you talk about complete 180. Who's the girl that shaved her head in the 90s, in the 90s music video? Sinead O'Connor? Yeah, she went totally Sinead O'Connor. Oh, my O'Connor. God. Or Britney that would Spears. That so cool. <laughs> no, we don't, want to do, we don't want to do 2011 Britney Spears. That was we 2007, get it right. Do, uh, oh, so, yeah, don't do 07 Britney Spears. No 07 Britney Spears. <laughs> But no, she came and she beat the shit out of Natty. What I felt, what I, what was the most like the most horrible part about it is that the entire crowd was like, "Thank you, Sasha." Yeah, oh my god, that I, don't, I was like, I was like, I thought Kendall liked Natalia. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what you guys like there? Yeah, so thank you, Sasha. Sasha being a crap out of Natty. All of a sudden, Becky's music hits, and you saw what was coming. You saw where the direction of this is going down the road. We get to see Becky versus Sasha probably as early as Class of Champions within a month, and I am very, very excited because that means if you're looking, even if you're looking on the SmackDown side of things, the four horsemen, four horse women, excuse me, are back to running both shows. Hmm. All right, let's talk more about that after the break because I have a few questions for you guys. About the four horsewomen? No, running about, the show? about Sasha and uh, Becky. I mean, we can talk about it right now. Well, we're not, are we not going to break? No, we're not going back to break. We are, go, we are going straight through the Raw and SmackDown. Okay. We're talking but, about his wife. We're not stopping anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, we, there's never. You joking? There's always, there's, always, there's always enough time to talk about my boo and blue. All right. Okay. You gotta stop saying it. My my boo. Boo, it's gonna stick in your head. My boo and blue. I hate it. I don't like <laughs> it anymore. Okay. It's so, okay. It's okay. No one's perfect. It's alright. So here's my question. Sure. On a scale of one to ten. Blue. You can't say seven. <laughs> blue. How badly 
do you want or how bad? Okay, how badly do you want Sasha to take the belt, and how badly does she need to take the belt off Becky? It depends not- on how long her title run's gonna be because Sasha has never had a momentous or decent title run. Yeah, that was boring it's face, more Sasha. Than, it's more than that. Sasha has never successfully defended the title, not even the tag titles. What about the NXT title? Um, that doesn't count. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking main roster. Okay, that doesn't count. Um, so yeah, I am gonna say ten for both because. I think she needs to re-get her character back and she needs to defend it. That and like you have a you have a breakout character like this. Um it's the return of the boss. It's not Sasha Banks anymore. It's the boss right. character. She needs she needs heat. And there's no one else who can believably take the belt off Becky. Becky's title run has been has its ups and downs, but Becky is one of those characters, like like a Kenny Omega is just so much better and so much more interesting and more invested on the chase. Um, and kind of just a meh, like, you know, we see you champion. Um, now, is that going to happen? I don't know. If it doesn't happen, does this heel character, this boss character, is in big trouble. Like, I don't think it's going to be really hot. It's going gonna, it's gonna to fizzle out very quickly if she doesn't get this belt. Sasha Banks needs... This belt, a hundred percent, needs this belt as soon as possible. And you know what it is. Going back to the Becky thing, is that um, Becky has been above, like so above and beyond all the rest of the female talent that there's no one of her caliber, promo wise, experience wise, in ring skill wise, to match her on the Raw roster because Charlotte and Bailey are doing their things over on SmackDown. Now you have somebody to go up against her that can match her promo for promo and in-ring talent for in-ring talent. They were trying to groom Lacey, but obviously Lacey is either injured or we're not highlighting her anymore. Um, but Lacey wasn't there yet. Lacey wasn't Lacey wasn't going to be able to do this long term. Sasha can do this and challenge Becky's character long term because as quick witted as Becky is, I think Sasha's quicker. Yeah, and I think we're and I think they're going to go at it um, for a real long time. This is going to be the feud of the fall for the women on Raw. Thousand percent. It's the man versus the boss. It's the man versus the boss. It writes itself. It literally writes itself. The man versus the boss. It's like Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens, who had a great who were put in the show stealer position. Uh, Kale with one swift, quick to the nuts. Um, keeps his job. Shane McMahon comes out on SmackDown and says, "Oh yeah, well, I'm you attacked Elias, so I'm gonna find you a hundred thousand dollars." Stupid. In US, he, he he meant to say, and he also said in U.S. currency as well. Um, as much as I enjoy, as I enjoyed this feud, I wanted the feud to be over with. Um, we were getting a great impassioned babyface promo from Kevin Owens. And then Shane came out and ruined everything. Pretty much is what happens. Shane ruins wrestling. Which is the worst thing in the world to hear because, uh, like, the child in me is dying a little bit. Hearing about Shane is ruling, ruining wrestling. Did you ever think you would say that the Shane McMahon is ruining wrestling? Shane is ruining wrestling, and he's like, he's he's such a prick now. Yeah, I'm not that and surprised. It's such a shame. <laughs> 
<laughs> Even when, like, on SmackDown tonight, when Kevin was expressing, you know, he has a family to take care of, and he's like, surely you'll, like, realize you're wrong. And he's just like, nope. <laughs> Shane said nope and dropped the mic and walked away. <laughs> you're a dick, bro. He is such a dick. Um, but moving along, SummerSlam was good. I mean, that's pretty much what happened on Raw and SmackDown. Brock get, realized that he was not going to get a rematch, and Paul Heyman was pissed, and then kind of disappeared. Uh, but we have Drew Gulak, not Drew Gulak, sorry, Drew McIntyre and Cedric Alexander, a.k.a. Gary the Goat, putting on a show-stealing performance on Raw. It's Gary the Goat. Gary the Goat better Gary, be a playable. baby! <laughs> Gary better be a playable character in 2K20. <laughs> if if they still have the uh the uh the internet creates characters and you can just download them, he'll be there. Oh yeah, Gary to go will definitely be Day in there. One. Uh, Buddy Murphy had his first match on SmackDown Live against Roman Reigns, and surprisingly, very entertaining match, very awesome. hard, very hard, hard hitting match. We'll talk about Roman uh, a little bit later because obviously the Who Killed Roman feud it's still ongoing. Because um, you Why know, Dan- Daniel Bryan and Rowan got Buddy Murphy. They pretty much said the same exact scene that Ro- that Roman did mm-hmm. just this week on SmackDown. Um, but we're gonna go into guessing uh, to the who is the culprit behind Roman Reigns a little bit after the break. But before we go to break, we do want to say that SummerSlam is coming to Boston next year, and Willie T is going to be our Boston liaison for all of next year so will i hope you have a lot planned for us uh moving in to next year's biggest party of a summer because i've never been to boston i've never Kate been to boston oh Kate Murphy we're, has never we're been to going to dick's last and resort it's for, and it's for my really? birthday and it's my birthday you really want kate to go to dick's last resort oh fuck yeah last i do resort? You've never heard of Dick's Last Resort? Is that the place where they bully you? Yep. Yes. Yes, let's go. <laughs> it's in it's in Faneuil Hall, which is okay, I'm gonna take you guys to Faneuil Hall. We're gonna do the um the duck not the we can K Murphy mean you can do the duck boats. King Ricky can sit on the side and watch us. That's fine. <laughs> K Murphy mean you're gonna you know, me, me and K Murphy are gonna hold you, hands you know going through Boston Common and just go on the swan boat. It's gonna be so romantic and Slack's gonna be so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> If you subscribe to our Patreon, you can have an exclusive GoPro from the gondola in Boston. Um, yeah. I already texted my brother and it's like, hey, mark your calendar. I'm coming that whole week. <laughs> 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 I, although I got to find time. Cause if, I, if I go to if I, if my mom finds out I go to Boston for like a week or a weekend and don't come home for like a few and hours. You don't see her. If I don't see her, so she's going to murder me. So I'm going to have to find time. So, guys, if you want to have dinner at Casa Alatarashuk, my mom, will be, my mom will be able to walk by then. Um, you're invited. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, tell your mom we're going to come over. We're going to bring a bunch of our people from WrestleMania Radio. Yeah. We'll just have a giant barbecue. Family dinner. Honestly, well, it's going to be in November. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold in Boston. Uh, no, it's summer. I'm a fucking August. August. dick. I, I don't know why I thought it was November. It's going to be It's gonna be next August. Yeah, honestly. Fuck it, dude. It's, I'll, I'll call my mom and be like, yo, uh, Saturday before TakeOver. Um, we're gonna <laughs> me and twenty guests. No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'll she'll, she, my mom will be like my mom will be so happy to do that. Honestly, uh, my dad will yeah. too. Um, we'll have a we'll have a we'll have a barbecue and the patrons if patrons want to come. Five dollars, ten dollar entry fee. I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, we'll have a, we'll have a barbecue at my place. <laughs> uh, we can take the red line all the way into the city and the um the fleet center, the fleet center, the to Boston, TD the TD Gardens, literally like right there on the stop. Um. So that'll be fucking perfect, perfect, dude. Let's do that. Perfect. 
Yeah, I'm down. I'm not gonna lie, I'm so down. Yeah. How many of us are go do we do we know how many of us are going to SummerSlam? It's a year and a I know I I for sure I'm going. I've never been to Boston. I wanna go. I'm gonna buy so much Yankee gear and just wear it around Boston. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna defend you in a fight, so that's fine. It's okay. It's okay. I can defend myself. <laughs> Especially if we win this year. Oh, I'm gonna talk so much shit. Oh, I can't wait. Um, so if, much if if the socks are in town, it's worth spending like two hundred dollars to go to Fenway and uh, waiting in line for the well. I do I do want to go to Fenway. Fenway just, Fenway just is great, but I've, what I've heard from my brother, it's like everything's even more overpriced now. The lines are so long, and the, they don't sell beer like in the stands anymore. That's annoying. Yeah, so I don't know, but and monster seats are incredibly overpriced. I've always wanted to sit on the monster, but. We'll see how much money I have in my bank account by then. Yeah. But yeah, so we're going to start planning our Boston trip for next year. And while we do that, you guys can listen to this quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll talk about everything else going on in the world of wrestling. So we'll be back soon. What's up, guys? This is Mr. Monday Morning Mance Chapel inviting you to join me every Monday morning for The Gift of Podcast. I'll give you thoughts on today's wrestling but I'll also hop in the Wayback Machine and we'll take a look at wrestling's past. And my God, sometimes it gets ugly. Don't take my word for it. Come hear it for yourself every Monday morning on Wrestle Addict Radio. This is the Gift of Podcast. What up, fam? It's your boy, JC Bones, the baby face of podcasting and the host of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. You can check us out every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Come see what all the buzz is about and see why we are the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, on Wrestle Attic Radio. This is Kings of the Rings podcast. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. And let's bring it home real quick on this week's episode, My Boo and Blue. Um, but first and foremost, um, we do have to figure out, wrong answers only, obviously, who is the one behind the Roman Reigns uh, murder? My vagina. <laughs> I mean I have seen I have seen Teeth Kate Murphy. So. <laughs> so it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, it's not. Um wrong answers only. All right, it's Santino Morello's Cobra. Not Santino, I was just just, just say Santino Morello's sister. <laughs> just just his Cobra. Yeah, that's why that's why you love my life cuz we're always thinking the same thing. I Mwah. love you. Mwah. Um, oh god. Room for Jesus. <laughs> Mr. Perfect. Uh, I mean, there's a church next to my house. Me and Kate can go up there. <laughs> I got ordained. I became an ordained minister on the internet when I was 18. Oh, you That's and me so both? funny. Let's, we, oh, okay, we can, <laughs> Reverend Kate we Murphy. Kate, <laughs> we, can, we can open up our own company. We can open up our own wedding company. Love and wrestling. Wedding chapel. Yes. <laughs> the love and wrestling wedding chapel. Ladies and gentlemen. Le- well, love and war, but love and war coming to you at a Patreon near you whenever Kate Murphy and I decide to figure this shit out. <laughs> love and war, that's brilliant. Yep. Oh, it's um, fair in love and war. But also, uh, do you know who killed? You know who's behind the Roman Reigns murders is the uh, the hand that Mark Henry birthed. <laughs> Just give him an old bitch slap. Yeah. Uh who's behind the murders? I'm gonna or the murder attempts. I'm gonna say uh Sunil Singh. Sunil Singh. <laughs> um, um I'm gonna say 
The most iconic tag team champion of all time, Nicholas. I'm going to say the anonymous Raw general manager. (laughs) (laughs) Muhammad Muhammad Hassan. Ooh. Too soon? (laughs) Rikishi, because lightning's not going to strike twice, right? (laughs) Could you imagine if if, if like this, if this, um... The storyline goes south, and they just put in Rikishi for the sake of it. I did um, it for the Brian. Although it could be the Usos, that is a legitimate actual concern that it could be the Usos. Nah, dude, it's Daniel Bryan. Well, think about the Usos. I mean, two of them already have DUIs. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is plausible that they don't know how to drive a car. It's just, it's just Jimmy says shit. Oh, my bad. I would cry. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, the Kofi 24 is on. That's such a Vince thing. It is. It is. Um, it was boy. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> is the CM one that's Punk. taking out Roman CM Punk could you Teddy imagine Long. I would fucking lose my mind <laughs> I wouldn't recover from that uh, Val Venus <laughs> D'Lo Brown Taka Michinoku all of Kai and Tai. <laughs> all of Kai and Tai choppy choppy pee pee Roman <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Thorne. You know who it is? You know who it is? Sean Dang. <laughs> uh, Chad McGee, whatever the hell his name is. Fred McGee. <laughs> What's his or name? It was a, I don't know. Uh, Zon Pomerantz. Are we into that on SummerSlam? Fucking, fucking Carmelo and R-Truth and the Japanese that announced team. Awesome. I was like, I was like, this is a little racist, but it's hilarious. Um, who else? Uh, Funaki. Uh, Marcel. The entire Spanish. The, the, not the not the Spanish announced team. The Spanish announced table. <laughs> Dude, I was so close. I was so close. Not one table going down in that goddamn main event. Seth Rollins had to fucking ruin it. <laughs> Yeah, I think this, I think I can read a whole storyline about the revenge of the Spanish announce table. <laughs> <laughs> the poor Spanish announce table. It's, it's, it's your new blog post. All right, guys, we all know who really did it. It was fucking Percy Watson. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, but let's move along to, to all those horrible answers. Uh, to go into some great programming that happened. Now, Will was telling me about, about how, you know, Kofi may lose his title. And I said, no, he has a 24 coming on after SummerSlam. And he did. And honestly, one of the most moving 24s I've ever seen. I cried a lot. Was the Kofi 24. It's actually on again right now as we're recording. At the moment, it just started. And Kofi's going through, you know, the different slave holdings that they had uh, in Ghana. And he's learning about the history and all of this stuff. And you see him, you know come back to Ghana after being, you know, he he's bo- he was born in Ghana. Completely born in Ghana. He left at two. I thought he was born in Jamaica. Venice. Huh? I thought he was born in Jamaica. Funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then he 
he he comes back and he's you get to see how much the entire country like loves him like he's an icon he's legitimately an icon to the country of ghana he showed off a wwe championship to a bunch of these kids he is literally like one of the most inspirational people ever to come from that country now just because of all that he's done in wwe and it's great to see him come back home and give back to his home people and spend so much time there um he met i think he met the president yeah he gave um, them a belt a title. he gave him a belt yeah he gave him a title belt on behalf of wwe so it was a huge thing you see how much the whole moment and his whole title reign means to him it's a really cool thing to see you see his mom his mom and his dad come back with him to ghana so like it's a it's big it's a bigger than wrestling story that showed him as 24 and i think it's really cool to see and it's just a note what's up go ahead kate i was just saying he's one of the best champions in such a long time it makes me really happy that's all yeah no it's good to you haven't seen the kofi 24 please take an hour out of your day to watch it because i you won't be disappointed at all whatsoever um, but moving along, that's just my little plug for the Kofi 24. The other the big tournament is coming back. Um, and it's called the King of the Ring Tournament. The Bound for Glory well, series, baby. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> <laughs> the King of the Ring Tournament got announced. It's making its comeback. There are going to be eight competitors from Raw, eight competitors from SmackDown. Um, and here is your official list. According to Wrestling Inc., so you know it's legitimate. <laughs> hey, that's, hey, hey, that's my gimmick. Whatever. Baron Corbin, Cesaro, Cedric Alexander, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, The Miz, Mustafa Ali, because I'm not just going to call him Ali, um, Andrade Cien Olmos, Apollo Crews, Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable, Elias, Kevin Owens and the elder statesman himself, Shelton Benjamin. God, that's a lot of mid carters. Yeah. Well, if you look at the history of the King of the Ring tournament, it was made to elevate mid carters. I Kinda know like what Money in the Bank was supposed to do. Yeah, I know, but I feel like you need some main eventers in there. Kevin Owens is there. Kevin Owens is the main event. Snow Joe's been a main event. Baron Corbin. To RBS has been a main event. Well, right now they're more high level mid card. They're main yeah. event quality, but just not right now. So, out of everybody mentioned, first take, who wins this tournament? Not Ricochet. Uh, McIntyre. I don't think so. Who do I think it is though? I don't think the it's dude McIntyre. Need, the dude needs some kind of push here. Come on, give throw the guy a fucking bone here. <laughs> yeah he's been he's been lackeys he's just been doing a lot of shit um i'm gonna go sammy Zayn. i would love that oh my god him in the goddamn but crown i don't see it i don't see Dude, sammy Zayn is king of the Zane ring with a crown and just going nuts <laughs> it would literally be like owen hart with two slammies <laughs> yeah pretty much honestly Baron Corbin's gonna win on some bullshit Baron's not winning he's gonna be the constable the king constable Baron Corbin oh my stop, god stop Kate Murphy don't king bring that Corbin. into existence <laughs> he's gonna king be king Corbin, Corbin spelled with, he's gonna be king Corbin spelled with a C yeah no <laughs> sing Corbin <laughs> sing Corbin 
Uh, I mean, you could see Elias winning this. I don't see them picking a serious competitor. I feel like this is going to turn into a joke, unfortunately. My dark horse is going to be either Ali or Chad Gable. That would be dope. My heart wants Sami Zayn, but, like, my logic is telling me Baron Corbin. I don't think they're high, that, that I don't think they're that high on Baron. I didn't think they were either, but the whole Constable Corbin, all this weird nonsense went on. Constable longer. Corbin was funny after. I uh, know I love Constable Corbin. I love it. But like <laughs> his existence and his presence w- went on longer than it should have. Very true. Well, this WWE is really good at, you know, overstaying something's welcome. Yeah. Now, this also poses a great question that's been posed by a lot of people on Twitter as well. Do we see the advent of a Queen of the Ring tournament anytime soon? Yeah, probably. Next year. Yeah. Okay. And oh, my God. And that's, and that's they literally do King of the Ring and Corbin wins. And a few months later, they do Queen of the Ring and fucking Lacey Evans wins. And Santino wins. <laughs> Santino. Oh, my God. Santino Morello. Could you imagine? Or, or you know, James Ellsworth comebacks and wins and wins the uh, wins the tournament again. Yep. Queen of the Ring is something I can see them doing when they're ready to do Evolution Two. Yes, if they ever do Evolution Two, they should. You know, but what what wrestling has been doing for at least twenty nine years in a row is the G one Climax tournament finally came to a climax. Um, we had talked about it a couple about what two or so months ago. They've been doing the round robin and you know block A and block B, and we finally got a G one Climax winner, and that person is the Golden Star himself, Kota Abushi. Ibushi. Which, yeah, Ibushi. Which I mean, out of a star studded cast, you had Moxley, you had Naito. Um, you had Tanahashi, uh, you had Rainmaker, Okada, uh, all those people, and then some in the tournament. Obushi, the Golden Star, um, wins the tournament. He gets a highlighted match at uh, Wrestle Kingdom, which is going to be a two-day event. Thank the fucking Lord. Um, now, so congratulations to Kota Obushi. This girl went to store looking for sushi. She ended up leaving with Kota Obushi. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you waiting to do to do that? Um, thirty seconds. I was waiting for you to finish. <laughs> I just thought about it. <laughs> I was like, "What rhymes with bushi? <laughs> sushi?" Yes. Now I want sushi. <laughs> just get it tomorrow, Kate. <laughs> Keep smoking, Kate. You'll, you'll get it. <laughs> uh, but last night. No. Wow. <laughs> but last but not least, folks, we do have some big news. So it finally got revealed, uh, I think, a couple weeks that, you know, AEW's debut show is going to be October 2nd on a Tuesday. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting because SmackDown is on a Tuesday. And when the report that SmackDown was moving to Fox on Fridays came out, they were supposed to... Um, debut on Fox on a Friday, I think October 19th or something like that, sometime in mid-October. However, 
things have changed. And I think in a genius move by Fox in and of itself, they are moving SmackDown to Friday the same week that AEW debuts their first show. And not only is it going to be the debut on Fox on Fridays on SmackDown, it is going to be the 20th anniversary show for SmackDown. Everything changes in a month from now in October. That first week in October is going to be a major week for wrestling. The debut of AEW. So you're going to have Raw on Mondays, AEW on Tuesdays, SmackDown on Friday with a little sprinkle of NXT and whatever else of wrestling you watch in between. So what are we expecting from that week in October? What surprises are we going to see? Who goes where? Who makes returns? What do you guys expect from that week in uh, in wrestling? Brock Lesnar's winning a WWE title. Yeah. Oh, that's depressing. A thousand percent. Kofi's losing night one in SmackDown. Or is Brock Brock Lesnar's presence big enough where he doesn't have to win that night? Oh, no. So who who watches, who watched a lot of Fox on Fox Sports 1's UFC fans? Who do UFC fans know? Oh, yeah, the Vanilla Gorilla. So to see him maybe check it out. Maybe maybe wrestling fans would maybe UFC fans would check it out and they see Brock Lesnar win. I I think I think it's a person. I think it's a great move business wise. And as long as Brock kind of like, but then again, you want a champion who's going to be there on SmackDown consistently. And as long as Brock shows up as much he's been showing up on Raw the past few months, you'll be fine. Yeah, I, I see that. It's possible. I mean, it is network TV. Um, you know, that's a big deal. And, you, you know, this is a smart move by WWE. Instead of going head-to-head with AEW, as the proposed thought was going to be for a couple of weeks, they decided to not even, not really even compete with them, but give AEW, hey, you want Tuesdays? Take Tuesdays. Have it. We're going to go on Fridays, and it changes everything. SmackDown attendance has been rather low on Tuesdays, and that happens because people have to work the next day on Tuesday. I think SmackDown is going to get a giant boost in attendance from going on Fridays and starting the weekend instead of ending the weekend in wrestling. Um, And I think you're going to see a lot of different things and creative changes once that happens. It's going to be an interesting time in wrestling. Um... It's a toss-up to who shows up where. I do know Orange Cassidy just got revealed as an AEW roster yeah, um, person. Which, so congrats to him. Because, um, honestly, I don't even think he'd fit in WWE with his character. Although his character's fucking genius. Oh, my God. Him with the 24-7 belt? Please. <laughs> just not saying anything. <laughs> and walking around with his hands in his pants. <laughs> Oh my god, being fantastic. But I'm looking forward to that first week in October. AEW is going to debut. So we are going to start to cover AEW um as part of our uh as part of our daily things that we cover here on uh, on Kings right. of the Rings podcast. So, W-A-E, be, Ricky, come on. But, W-E-A. W-E-A, W-E-A. Wrestling yeah. Elite Alliance. Wrestling Elite Alliance. Yeah, the WA will be will be covered on a weekly basis. Um so we'll see how it goes. And everything. So, any final thoughts from this week? Will, Kate? Uh, no. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got, man. I'm sorry. That's all I got. All right. I last have, mo- I have a yes. bit of wrestling adjacent news. Wrestling adjacent news. Continue. Yes. So, the Chrisleys are being <laughs> apparently like, um, being looked at for tax evasion and whatnot. 
because <laughs> they keep on moving to different states every season yeah. they were they were in atlanta the first season then they moved but then they moved to nashville now i think they're going to la <laughs> so the deal is apparently when they were in georgia was when the nonsense went down but they're trying to blame it on a former employee so like Todd Chrisley posted something on Instagram that I don't even follow these people. I've never seen this fucking show in my life. This was in my other group chat because they're like, oh, it's kind of wrestling related since it's you've the never seen growing up Chrisley. It's always on mute if I'm it's like really, doing Todd Chrisley sat and watched a it. Character and a half. So like he posted something on his Instagram saying like this whole thing being like, oh, we're, tr- we're just going to come forward because we have nothing to hide. You know, we didn't do this, blah, 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 saying that they had somebody that worked for them that, you know, stole and embezzled and did a bunch of fucked up shit. And then in turn, when they were fired, tried to, you know, slander their names, say that they evade like tax evasion and whatnot. So... Chrisley doesn't know best after all, guys. So he's not king of the night at all. No. But who is your king of the night, Keeper? Hmm. Who is my king of the night? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I can't think of one. Is my king of the night? Why don't you go? Well, that's on you. I'm giving it to Io Shirai. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. <laughs> is fucking black tights, man. Good, great, googly moogly. Can you imagine if you saw her now? You have a picture with her. Remember that? I know. It's not as good now. I want to. I, I fucked up, dude. I was six. I was like eight months too early. Yeah, I know. We just did that the fuck with Dave. I know, right? <laughs> now you can what? make him. Now you can make him really jealous. Okay. What if? <laughs> what if we meet Hadi Yoshir, like Helio Shirai? I'm just and gonna just need send, a, and send the I'm picture just, to Dave. I'm just gonna need a change of pants after that, then. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kate, who's your who's your uh, king of the night? I don't really know. No one really spoke to my soul. In wrestling this week? Really? Because I could pick it for you. Because you got a Snapchat video from them. Oh, yes. I've been having a rough week, y'all. <laughs> I can tell. I can't get the night as Alistair Black. For the sole reason. I can't believe I'm going to say this on air. Yeah, you're going to have to. Publicly. I am team Slack today. Oh. It's, it's okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> Will's looking at me really disappointed. If you subscribe to our Patreon, you can see the look of disappointment Will is giving me. I'm also half yes. awake. <laughs> so Byron Slackston was able to acquire a video a two second video snapchat for kate from alistair black and i'm gonna play it which is surprising because hey byron slackson actually came through in the clutch he is our intern after all did you hear that 
Play it again. Hello, Kate. <laughs> it's all she needed. Wait. So that that's it. That's yeah. All, that's I, it. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. That's how easy it is to win over a woman. I should take notes. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine if it was Pete Dunn? Well, Alistair's number one. So he like wins because he got my favorite wrestler. Well, kid, you got to come up with a ranking system for your daddies. This is the thing. I can't. Yes, you can. I can, but I can't. You just got to do it like the like college football used to have a BCS ranking system. You just got to <laughs> do it that way. All you need is like a giant panel of like ten different sliding uh, slots, and you can just change the you can just change the leaderboard every week. Well, I was just just like a love no matter what. I'm always gonna like. He's my favorite. He's just my favorite. <laughs> but like. No, I thought it was really nice that he actually, like, tried. And I didn't think he'd get it either, because he even said he'd, like, Snapchat at me, and he's like, it's fucking crazy. I don't think I can get it. I'm like, no worries. Like, it was really nice that you, like, even thought about trying for me. I'm like, have I'm the best. I'm surprised Alistair was allowed to do that. I don't know how it happened. I don't know anything about the experience, just that he, he just said Alistair was really, really nice. So is your king of the night Alistair, or is it Slack? Alistair. Oh, thank Is God. <laughs> Good choice. Good fucking choice. What would you have done, Will, if I picked Slack as my king of the night? I don't know. I'd probably, I'd probably go to bed and forget about it in the morning. The fact that we're going to have Slack on the show in a couple of weeks. Yes, Slack is coming on the show again is is uh. bad enough. <laughs> but if you had made Slack King of the Night, I don't know what we would do with ourselves. But you know what? We are going to end this show on a great note because my King of the Night is my Queen of the Night and my Boo of the Century and my future wife. Somehow, if I can kill Mikazi, my Boo and Blue, <laughs> Sasha Banks, Welcome back, baby. I've missed you so much. I'm. St- it was painful. It was really, really painful for me to continually like everything on your Instagram and you not return to my life. But now you have returned and you're going to take the title off of Becky. And it's going to be the most glorious thing in the world because the boss is back and the boss wears blue. And on that note, folks, we'll cue my booze music. Had a dream, I had a baby. I don't know who is, but maybe is it gonna be pushed out my pussy? Wow, wow, all right, that was that was new. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kings of the Rings Podcast, episode number 160. My boo in blue. Sasha Banks, the boss, is back in all of her blue-haired glory. Seth Rollins has won universal title again and slack did actually something good for once for one of our hosts um but not me because i'm your host king ricky rose you can find me at ambassador biggs on all social media facebook instagram twitter snapchat some people's dms less people's text messages and of course never in canada <laughs> on b-i-g-z ambassador biggs find kings of the rings podcast at k-o-t-r underscore podcast on facebook on twitter on instagram listen to us each and every week on wrestle addict radio by subscribing 
listening to Wrestle Addict Radio on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, and many other places where you can find podcasts. Find Wrestle Addict Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and of course, subscribe to our brand new Patreon where you can not only hear this show, but you can watch the show as we will be recording all of our podcasts live from here on out. But again, folks, where would I be without the rabbit to my Thor, Will Tarashock? So take it away, rabbit. I went, fuck, I'm trying to think of something. God damn it. I I was going to do a dice thing again, but I I was going to do a dice thing again. I'm B rabbit. Hickley. Were you thinking 8 Mile? I was thinking 8 Mile. I was thinking, I was going to make a, uh, fuck, fuck Free World 313. I'm in love with Kate Murphy. Oh! <laughs> I got it. I wow, still you got it. Slack up competition. Hey, I will, no! I will, I will fight Slack in a Lions Den match for the Kate Murphy's hand of <laughs> marriage. War is gonna be Ricky. Oh my God! Well, we're gonna. Play. I have ideas. When we get off the show, Kate, I will talk about love and war. All right. But of course, this is Will Terrace, Tees and Thomas, A R A S H U K, Willie Wall Street, if you will. Because guys, I am. Next, as of next week, I am officially employed again. Oh, it's going to be so great. At least for six weeks, if I don't fuck it up. So we're going to see what happens six weeks from now. But until then... <laughs> Kate Murphy, love my life. Mwah. Mwah. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> it is me. It is me, Kate Murphy. Not leaving room for Jesus on this podcast. You can find me on... <laughs> I don't. You can find me on Twitter at underscore the Kate Murphy. You can find me on Instagram at the Kate Murphy. And I, I'm so used to having a show announcement that I finally don't have anything booked. You can find me in my ukulele nowhere because I'm taking a fucking break from playing for like at least a month. Well, she's taking a break from getting SummerSlammed. Yeah, I am. <laughs> if you look up my ass, you'll see a carrot because your next King of the Ring will be Wade Barrett. Oh! <laughs> Oh man, talk about failed kings of the race. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week as long as. Oh wait, wrong podcast. We're the kings! Yeah, well, 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 no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, rabbit. <laughs> Not your show anymore. So, yes, folks. Next rabbit week is going to be a great, great time. It is a celebration because. We have a birthday party to attend next week, so it's going to be a rockin' good time. But until then, folks, this is Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively on WrestleAddict Radio. We will see you next week with our party hats only. Goodbye and good night. Oh! Fuck you, Slack. <laughs> <laughs>